Hey there, welcome to the Kitchen Sink Podcast. I'm Camille, and this is the podcast for women that want to create a dream kitchen without stress and costing a fortune. If you like no fluff, tell it like it is remodeling advice from a cabinet maker with over 30 years experience, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Kitchen Sink Podcast. Um, it's the afternoon here for me, but I'm not sure when it is that you might be listening to this. And so today's episode is going to be kind of a kind of a quick and quick and dirty, an easy episode where I'm going to be breaking down one very specific concept that um, when you're getting ready to order appliances and or you're getting ready to order your new cabinetry, whether that's through us or through somebody else. Uh, this is a really critical piece of that of that puzzle. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And it came apart as uh, it came up because of one of the members in our group uh, brought this to my attention. And she still didn't quite understand why we were doing this, right? Why it was so important. So I'm going to talk about that. Uh, I also want to remind everybody that has not been through the Ugly Kitchen Challenge. We have our last one of the year coming up in about two weeks. So if you have not signed up for that, it is completely free. Um, it's a Saturday and a Sunday and you can just literally go search on Facebook for ugly kitchen challenge and request to be in the group and I will let you in. And, uh, it's going to take place for about 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes on a Saturday and a Sunday. I'm going to be going through, uh, basically like the first thing that I think you should be thinking about when you're starting to plan a kitchen remodel. And I'm also going to share three different design styles that um, are kind of popular trends right now. And maybe the style of cabinetry that you might want to purchase to kind of create that look, right? So that's coming up. Uh, I also wanted to let all of you lovely ladies who've been anxiously waiting, I know I hear from a whole bunch of you, that the recipes are finally are, are going to be finally up this week. And um, so this is the first week of October. And so you will be able to go to the website in probably two or three days and you can read about the uh, peach panzanella salad, which is incredible, the goat cheese ice cream, which is incredible, uh, and download the recipe and make it along with me. I also have some new recipes coming up this month and uh, one of which is two more ice creams. I still love ice cream. And so, well, I love my own homemade ice cream, I should say. So I'm doing a, uh, a Mexican chocolate ice cream. It's fantastic. It's kind of like a Mexican chocolate combined with salted caramel. As you can tell, I love caramel. So I'm always incorporating that in a lot of ways. And then a toasted coconut. And it is incredible. So those are my two new um, ice cream recipes. And I have some actual food recipes as well. I don't just eat ice cream. Uh, and then what else is coming up? Um, oh, we have some free resources that are going to be on the new website. This is part of why we were remaking the website. You know, in the background, I help a lot of women with their power tools. Obviously, all the women that are in the program can get, uh, you know, attention and help and training from us about DIY stuff. But uh, I still get a lot of questions about that. And so we're going to have a couple of uh, free audio resources that you guys can learn about and download and listen to. So that'll be part of the new website and it'll be listed under free resources. And one of them is one of my absolute favorites, which is called Pin and Plan for Pinterest. So uh, I kind of just like with kitchens where I see women kind of going 
about it not quite in the right order. I see a lot of women start DIY projects and kind of out of order, right? So I wanted to make uh, a little podcast, a little audio resource guide that walks you through, I think there's like eight or nine episodes and it talks you through, if you're a beginner and you want to, you want to learn how to do DIY projects, but you're not sure how to, you know, like how would an expert, how would a professional like look at that project on Pinterest and how would I break that project down? How would I know how to do the project? So that's literally what it is. I did a little private podcast. It's called Pin and Plan for Pinterest. And it just walks you through the seven to eight steps that I go through every time. And I still do this in my head. I'm mentally doing this before I start something new, right? Um, you guys know that I just did my big black French iron doors. Whew, what a project, let me tell you. Uh, it is finally done. We finally got the sheetrock done on the inside. We got the stucco done on the outside. A lot of steps in that process, but I absolutely love her. She's beautiful. And, um, but that project, I did kind of the same way. I ran it through in my head mentally, these seven to eight things to make sure that I didn't get in over my head, right? To make sure that I was prepared, to make sure that I really knew what the real cost was going to be to make sure that I really even wanted to do it, right? Did I really want to work that hard? Did I, um, you know, did I have the skills to pull it off? Did I have the tools to pull it off? Uh, so I did that same process that I'll be teaching you guys in pin and plan for Pinterest. So feel free. It's free to everybody. It'll be on the website. Um, maybe not today, but in a few days. And you guys can listen along to me as I walk you through you know, your first DIY project. Uh, I also, at the end of that, I use that same process, that same sort of system. And I walk you through four different styles of projects so that you can see how I might apply that, that same thinking, right? That mindset, uh, to four different, a range of projects, like a micro project, a small project, a medium project, and then all the way up to like what I would consider a large scale project, which is like a kitchen, right? So I walk you through that same thing, but with four different objectives, four different outcomes. So uh, that will be part of the new website for the free resource. So that is, that brings you guys up to date. So today I'm going to talk about what are called technical specs. Um, in the industry, we call them tech specs. Uh, and they basically re re um, refer to the what you need to know about an, an appliance before you install the appliance, before you prepare the electrical for the appliance or the gas line, before you order cabinetry to make sure that the cabinets are adequate and sized correctly for those new appliances. They're called tech specs. So why this is so important is because so few professionals use technical specs. And it is, uh, you know, as you're listening to this, you'll probably hear me vent a little bit and rant a little bit because I can't believe I'm literally still talking about this at 54 years old. I just, I can't believe everybody doesn't do it, right? It's it's really, I mean, it's not required, but I'm like, why would you not do it? It takes so little time and yet it prevents so many problems. And as a professional, you know, I feel like it's your job to do that, right? To know how to do that. That's why those, that's why those technical specs were created. That's why manufacturers spend lots and lots of time and money making these PDFs, making all these digital guides to make sure that the installer, the cabinet maker, the plumber, the electrician, the framer, anybody that's involved in the beginning pieces of setting up that kitchen or remodeling it 
it tells them exactly what to do to make sure that that appliance is going to work, that the cabinets are going to work, that the power is going to work, that the water line is going to work, right? It's like an incredibly important part of the whole job, and yet so few professionals do it. So it is basically your responsibility. Uh, It's not fair, but that is the way that it is. So women, this is your responsibility to do this, okay? I would never, ever, ever rely on a professional at this stage to do it. Uh, I would do it yourself. So what that means is, how this would play out is, let's say you're shopping for appliances right now, and you're in between trying to maybe pull the trigger on some cabinets. Maybe you're buying cabinets through us. Maybe you're buying cabinets through somebody else. But your need to know your appliances in order to finalize the cabinet bid, right? Like let's say you're you're doing a double oven. Okay, well, you need to know the cabinet maker is going to need to know the double oven size, the finish size, that's going to install size to fit into the hole in the cabinet, right? You're, if you're working on, um, maybe you're doing a microwave in the oven, or microwave in the island, okay? Well, the cabinet that's going to hold that microwave below the countertop level is this very specific size, right? It's not going to be a standard size. It might be a standard width, but it might be a slight difference of three eighths or three sixteenths or something. So you need to know exactly what it needs to be for the cabinetry. Now, technically, your cabinet maker should request the model numbers of your appliances, even if you have not purchased them yet, he or she should be requesting those because he or she should be looking up the tech specs and finding out what the actual openings need to be in the cabinetry, okay? So that three months later or two months later, when this whole thing starts to come together, when you go to slide that microwave in, a very expensive $3,000 microwave into your center island, that it fits like a glove, right? So that's why that's important. That's the cabinetry. From a plumber and electrician, why it's so important is because once you demo the kitchen and you rip everything out and you've now got, you know, the kitchen is open, right? You need to know where the new appliances are going. Let's say you're moving the fridge from one side of the room to the other side. Let's say you're just moving the fridge down by two feet. Um, let's say you're you're taking an old oven that might be gas and you're installing a gas line and maybe you're moving it down by 12 inches to the left. Well, all of those slight differences you need to do while the walls are open, right? While there's nothing in the room, the plumber needs, the plumber electrician needs to pull the tech specs, get your model numbers, go on the website, Google those model numbers, and you'll see what are called tech specs for that exact refrigerator, stove, cooktop, whatever. And how you find out where it gets a little bit confusing is because most people just see sort of the snapshot view on the website page, right? Those are outside dimensions. Those are finished outside, like the pretty part that you see. But what we're looking up, what you need to look up is the actual stuff that an installer would use. And so typically that's called, um, sometimes they call it a starter guide. Sometimes they call it installation instructions, but generally on a website, you'll see three or four tabs and it'll be one of those tabs. And basically you're looking for I'm always looking for one, the one that's like the largest. So like I'll click on installation tab, the installation instructions, and it'll be like, it might be 85 pages long, right? A PDF that's huge, but I'm only going to one very specific section. So I'm just scrolling down very quickly, um, on the website until on some PDF until I get to cabinet dimensions, right? Required cabinet dimensions. And what I'm looking for is the rough opening, okay? But you're going to see a drawing. You're going to see all this detailed information. And you're going to just make sure that the cabinet maker has seen that page, 
that drawing and knows that let's say that the double oven might be a finished size of 30 inches wide on the outside, right? The pretty part. But on the inside, the actual opening for the cabinet is only 23 and 3 eighths. Well, that's what the hole needs to be for the cabinet. So there's things like that. Um, for the plumber and electrician, they need to do the same thing. Look up the installation instructions for that oven and they'll go to a certain part on that PDF and it'll tell them exactly where the pipe needs to come in for the gas line. You know, the bottom left up three inches and over nine inches, and it needs to be in this four this four inch by four inch section. Like it'll be very, very specific. You can't just pull the gas line in anywhere because when you go to slide that stove back, it's gonna hit the back of the stove, right? So these ovens were made to have sections where the gas pipe slides under the stove or in a certain area so that you can actually push the stove all the way back. And again, if you don't do this while the walls are open, while it's easy to do it, you you spent all this money and time and months and months of effort and emotions and you get down to the last day and your plumber who has not checked the technical specs goes to just shove the the oven in and the pipe that's sticking out four inches from the wall the gas line now makes your stove stick out by six inches right and it's like okay so whose fault is that now right he's gonna be like well i don't know and you're gonna think oh i guess that's just how the stove is no, no, it's not. So I personally would make my installers, um, like if I had my plumber come out and I'm hiring him to move a gas line, I require that he pulls the technical specs himself and that he shows it to me. That's how I do it. I literally am like, I'm going to require that you print off the technical specs and I'm going to sign off on that when you show me on the wall that it's in that location. I mean, it's that specific. That's how I do it to make sure that it's done, right? I don't guess, I don't take his word for it. I literally am like, print off the one page, right? If there's 85 pages and it's page 37, I'm like, print off page 37 and I want you to bring that to the job site with me. And before I pay you the final payment, I want you to show me that piece of paper, show me that drawing and show me on the wall where you have brought the gas line in exactly in the right location, the right height, the right distance, and that it's, plumbed for the right amount of gas, right? Like the size of the pipe is correct. And then I'll sign off on that piece of paper and give you your check, right? That way you and I both know that it was done correctly so that there's not problems, you know, two months later. And now he doesn't want to come back and fix it because, you know, he's like, oh, I don't know. That's how it's supposed to be. Um, Electrical, same thing, right? The technical specs will tell your licensed electrician exactly the type and size and amperage of wire to use for your oven, for your microwave, for everything. It'll tell them if it needs to be a dedicated circuit. It'll tell them exactly where that plug needs to be located on the wall, height, location. Um, It'll tell them anything unusual, like for instance, some stoves, um, some of the more modern stoves have very specific electrical requirements and you can't just put in a regular oven outlet right? That just doesn't work anymore. It'll fry up your oven. So imagine if you don't check and make him check, and then you've just spent, let's say $13,000. I know, which is outrageous, but let's just say you decide to put a lot of money into an oven, a really custom 48 inch, beautiful oven. And neither one of you checks the technical specs and you put the oven in and you turn it on and it's been like a week or something. And all of a sudden you realize your stove doesn't work anymore. And or you've started a fire in your electrical panel because that stove pulls too much power and it's caused one of the wires to catch on fire. So 
now it's like, how do you have that conversation, right? You're going to call him. You're going to be upset. He is definitely not going to pay for a $13,000 stove. I can tell you most contractors don't have enough money adequate to actually cover that. And so then you're going to be in this huge fight about it and you can't really get your money back from the warranty because you didn't adequately do what it says to do in the installation manual, manual, right? Um, as a homeowner, he's not going to buy you a new stove. You're just stuck, right? And it's such an easily avoidable problem. So I highly recommend you take that responsibility on yourself, even though you should not have to. But the reality is if you don't do it, you're the one that's stuck with a very expensive stove that you can't sell to anybody, that you can't return to the manufacturer, and you're in this huge lawsuit with your electrical guy. I mean, who knows if that would even get resolved in court, right? So that's the importance of technical specs. They are like one of the most important things you can ever do. Um, so from my on my end, how I handle that when someone orders cabinets through me is – you know, that's why I don't rely on my customer to send me the sizes of their appliances because I know most likely they don't actually know what it is that I'm doing. So I just need the model numbers, right? So I'm, that's a requirement before you place your order uh, with cabinets through me is you don't have to have bought your appliances, but you have to know what you're buying and you have to send me that model number, those model numbers. And then that's what I'm doing. I'm quickly going on Google. I'm looking up the installation manual. I'm scrolling down to the cabinet requirements. I'm making sure that the cabinets that we that we make for you are the adequate sizes and that there's nothing that I haven't seen or missed, nothing unusual about that appliance that needs something different with the cabinetry. Um, and we don't do that until we, we don't move forward on the cabinets until we do that, right? So I'm doing that on my own. I'm not expecting you guys to do that. But if you're not working with me, uh, do not be shocked if cabinet makers do not do that, right? They don't do that. So uh, that is your little insight into how simple and easy, easy it is to really protect yourself from a lot of things that can happen. Um, and so technical specs, installation manuals, whatever you want to call them, uh, they're available. They're free on every single thing you purchase. Uh, any sort of appliance, there will be um, a, a guide that shows you what needs to happen before they install that that um, equipment. And uh, do not assume that they're going to do it. Do it yourself, and make it a part. Make them prove that they have done it to that piece of paper before you pay them. Right? That's the simplest, easiest way. All right, ladies. I hope that that was helpful. And I hope that it prevents some issues in the future. And uh, I'm literally looking forward to seeing a bunch of new women in the Ugly Kitchen Challenge. All right. Talk later. Great kitchen design and incredible functionality should not cost an arm and a leg. That's why I created Kitchen Remodel Rockstar, a membership group exclusive for women that's affordable, honest, and direct. For just $97 a month, we help you explore all those choices running around in your head, like how big is a granite slab and which color should I pick? Is porcelain better than stainless steel? And what will it cost? Should I buy a farmhouse sink in single or double bowl? Or maybe what type of cabinets should I buy? Should I buy custom? Should I do a reface? I'm really lost, right? And finally, how do I even figure out the ideal cabinet layout? Well, that and so much more is what we cover inside of KRR. It's like kitchen therapy, because let's face it, planning a kitchen remodel is stressful. So many decisions to make, it's hard to know who to trust. And that's where I come in. Look, my program has helped over 10,000 women across the country 
create their own kitchen system that blends high-end functionality with gorgeous design without overdrafting your checking account. So jump on in today and let's see how we can help you get your dream kitchen for less stress and money. Just like Jessica, quote, I can't believe how much I learned already. This was worth the cost and it's been two days. I am so excited to start exploring countertop options now. My anxiety is completely gone. Thank you, thank you for this group. So hey, I really want to add your story one day and I hope you join because this is a safe and affordable place for women just like you to explore what they want to create in their dream kitchen and get straightforward answers in real time. Just think, for $97, there's no more waiting or wondering if you're making the right decision. Now you will feel confident in every single choice and know that you have created the best dream kitchen you can for you. I hope to see you inside the club today. Go over to krr.com to sign up. That's kitchenremodelrockstar.com today.